Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life for Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, May 8th. As you guys probably noticed from the title, we are going to be giving an overview of our personal fitness journeys. You know, we've made a lot of mistakes over the years and learned quite a bit along the way, so we're super excited to share all of this with you guys. But before we begin, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. We believe that Athletic Greens is the simplest and easiest way to get all of your daily vitamins and minerals in just one scoop. On top of that, you guys are going to get the antioxidant level of 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, which you know I know I can't get that amount in a given day, so for a lot of you out there, I know you might struggle to get in you know, your fruits and vegetables in that amount of servings. So it's just a super easy way to get the anti- antioxidant benefits from that while also all of your vitamins and minerals. So you know, with our partner offer, you guys can get five free travel packs and a one-year supply of vitamin D and K2 with your order of Athletic Greens. So on to our personal fitness journeys. And as a disclaimer, we just want to make sure that you guys all know that, you know, whatever it is that we do, you guys cannot exactly replicate it and expect to see the exact same results that we did. You know, we've personally made mistakes throughout, you know, our journeys, but our intention is that you guys will just take the useful bits and pieces of what we talk about and apply it where it makes the most sense, you know, in your own lives and in your own fitness journeys. So we're going to be diving into the background of our personal fitness journeys as well as our you know lifestyle transformations, things that we've learned along the way. And you know, hopefully, once again, you guys can take what it is that you learn the most from and apply it to your own lives. Exactly. And to dive on in, um, I'm going to go way back. So get prepared. Today's episode will be mostly kind of storytelling on our timelines of our fitness journey. So I'll go first, then Zappi will, and we'll kind of take in summary, what you guys can apply to your personal fitness journey. As always, you know, you guys may relate to some of the mistakes that we made in the past, and that's okay. Just always view it from a point of you're not judging yourself or just give yourself a little grace because we're all learning and growing. And fitness is a lot of trial and error. It took us a long time to figure out how to make things work for ourselves. And it takes, you know, a lot of our clients to figure out what helps them find their groove when it comes to movement and nutrition. So, Everyone's journey is different, but we're going to go way, way back to our own journeys today. So way back in sixth grade, um, I was an athlete my whole life too. I was I played softball, travel softball, and I cheered as well. And softball was like my main sport, but I was very athletic, but I still wanted to like have an outlet for stress and just my mental health. When I was in like sixth grade, I just really wanted to get into working out and I've always been in love with working out. I used to do like Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader workouts, my mom's living room and Jillian Michaels workouts, but those are very cardio based. Like I did have weights at home. I had like hand weights, ankle weights, and I would do like dumbbells in my mom's living room. And now that we are talking about that, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. The day we're recording this is Mother's Day. So shout out to my mom for her big VHS tower of workout tapes because that's where it all began for me and also a little shout out to my mom um, for this one too she won a ymca membership when i was in high school so on top of doing softball and cheerleading you know strength and conditioning i would go to the gym at the y afterwards i would go to school i would go to practice and then at like 6 p.m i would go to the y and i would do cardio or pinterest workouts which were mostly body weight i had access to a full gym and i would still go and i would do like light weights but i was doing so much activity with sports daily life and i was like running three miles a day after and then working out like a psycho i wonder where i had all this energy but i wish i had some of it today but anyways i was 
not really focusing on nutrition. I would eat like the special K diet at this point. So I was not getting any benefit like from the small, small amount of resistance training that I was doing at this time. So if, if I look back at pictures from high school, I have like a softer appearance. I do look like I played sports, but at the same time I had like zero muscle tone because I was doing so much running and not eating enough to fuel my muscles. I wasn't eating probably any protein. I would eat special K for breakfast, special K bar for snack, probably special K for lunch. And my mom would make like salads and soups and stuff at home. So like we lived in a house full of women. So we were eating very light, not enough protein. We did eat chicken here and there, but at the same time, looking back now, it's like almost laughable at what I was eating with the amount of movement I was doing. So this helped me, you know, throughout high school to like maintain a smaller figure. But then when I got to the end of high school, I was going out all the time and drinking. And then that led me into college where I did gain the freshman 15 without a doubt because I didn't have as much movement with softball and cheerleading. So I turned to bodybuilding.com for both nutrition and lifting advice because I realized all this time I was making a huge mistake and not focusing on lifting by doing these Pinterest workouts and Pinterest diets. It was not getting me where I wanted to be. So when I got into college, I started doing a bodybuilding.com program. This was like one of the first female programs they ever had, which was Jamie Eason. And this program had you doing zero cardio for the first month. So it was like a three month program, zero cardio. And this was like the biggest struggle for me ever because I would go to the rec, run three miles and then try and fit in a lift before my next class, which was a small amount of time. So now I'm doing the opposite where I'm just lifting, doing zero cardio. And looking at my photos from that time in my life, I gained more muscle like in one month than I had all of high school trying to lift and run and train and do all these things. Just by lifting, eating more protein, I was doing like a meal prep based diet at this time. And we had like one kitchen on our floor and I was always in there making like protein oats and I found like whey protein at this time and I was just going all in on like the bodybuilding lifestyles. Carrying my gallon to class, I was eating chicken for like every meal, but it was a meal plan. So chicken, rice, broccoli, a shake, that was like it, which obviously in college isn't very sustainable. So I would do really well Monday through Friday, but on the weekends I couldn't figure out how to bring that meal plan with me to go home and visit my family or go out with my friends or travel or anything like that. So I kind of found my groove here with lifting, but I still couldn't figure out how to fit nutrition into the just body and lifestyle that I wanted to create. So then there was an announcement a bodybuilding competition was coming to Kent State at our, you know, not rec center, but the auditorium basically. So they were hosting it at our campus. Everyone in exercise science, which is the major I was in, started doing bodybuilding. They were all hiring coaches, announcing on their fitness Instagrams. This is when I started sharing on my fitness Instagram, which is my personal one now, but um, everyone was doing this competition. And so if it fits your macro started to blow up from BioLane, um, if you know who he is. And I had a friend who was like, hey, you should really try doing if it fits your macros for this competition. And like meal plans are like not it anymore. So I hired him to coach me through and Cody LaRosa, if you're listening to this, shout out to you for changing my life and if it fits your macros. So he coached me through this competition and even though it was if it fits your macros, I did get very low in calories because I never properly reverse dieted. I was always doing fads, always overdoing it with the cardio. So my first prep was okay, but I still had to get very low in calories to make it work. And at this time, I was doing my own programming from what I learned from bodybuilding.com and my strength and conditioning internship. So I really fell in love with Olympic lifting. And I went all in, like my whole prep, I was doing Olympic lifting. I was barely sleeping because of my lifestyle then was like 21 credit hours, internship, lifting, cardio during my lunch break. So I was like 
jam-packed 24 hours a day so I didn't have enough recovery I was trying to Olympic lift like hard AF and I was very low in calories so my body at some point was just like done losing weight so like the last push during my prep my body wasn't really changing because it was resisting all I was just doing too much essentially so after that it was my last semester of school I'm like wow I really missed out on this fun semester of school and I went all in on the opposite of what I was doing this season of life kind of made me like hate lifting and hate cardio and hate eating healthy so all the things that I used to love I did it at such an extreme amount that I wanted it's kind of like I was rebelling like mentally and physically so I went all in on like going out to eat and drinking and just like working out like here and there but my love for lifting was like essentially gone because I overdid it so after competing I gained all the weight back and then some. And then what did I decide to do? Oh, another competition is coming this next May. So I'm going to prep again. So without properly reverse dieting, just like thinking like the only way I can lose weight now is to compete. And it was very popular back then. So I decided to do another prep. And this prep was even harder than the first one because I didn't properly reverse diet. I was in an even more stressful semester. I was now getting my master's. I was just doing a lot. And I've gotten that taste of like the fun side of life and fitness and I couldn't figure out how to fit the two together. So my second competition prep, my body wasn't adapting as well as it had before. I had to get even lower in calories at the end of my prep. And in the back of my mind, I knew like what this was gonna do to me after my prep was over again. I was probably gonna go out. I was going to gain the weight back and sure enough, I did. So even though at this time in my life I had like a four to a six pack, like the most, I'll, the closest I'll ever get to like having a six pack probably, I literally threw it all away in like one weekend. So like the show was always Memorial Day weekend, which May always brings back this like nostalgic feeling for me. And I would go all out. So after this second prep, I once again went all out, um, gained the weight back, and it's right at the beginning of summer. So like this created a horrible relationship with lifting again, with food, and also gave me a sense of body dysmorphia. And I thought like, oh my gosh, these people all knew I competed, like everyone I saw in the summer, and I don't look like that anymore. So I would like cover up my body. I would never wear a two piece. And this was like the leanest I've ever been in my life looking back. I would wear a one piece. I would wear just like cover my whole body all summer because I didn't want anyone to see like that I threw it all away. And I was so lean, like I probably gained 10 pounds and like anyone who has competed knows you're never supposed to stay at your stage weight because it's unsustainable. You're like very low in calorie, you're manipulating your water and your training and all these things. But for me, I saw myself that lean. And after you see yourself that lean, it's really hard to just see yourself softer in any way. So I was honestly just like, once again, in a really low spot with like my love for working out and I was an exercise science major. So I'm like really battling with this mentally because I did this to myself. I created a poor metabolism relationship with lifting and with nutrition. And I had to really like sit down and think like, okay, how can I come back from this? I'm like living two different lives where I want to like go out and party like on my off season. And then I want to be like the healthiest, fittest version of myself during my prep. So how can I merge those two lives together and track macros in a way that like makes sense for this lifestyle I want to create after college? So this was like a very essential time in my life because I was like starting to get questions about coaching and girls wanted to be coached by me after my prep. And I was like, okay, I really have to practice what I preach. And like, if I'm going to coach women to properly reverse diet and live the 80-20 lifestyle. This was like when 80-20 lifestyle wasn't even like a term, but I decided I'm gonna make my own training programs. I'm gonna manipulate my macros and properly reverse diet. And I started to do all of those things and finally found my sweet spot and decided 
I think I'm gonna come off birth control at this time. So this was a personal preference. You do not have to come off birth control if you are one of those people who are on it. But I do see from a lot of my clients, it is a little bit more difficult to lose weight on birth control. It messes with you mentally and physically. And over time, I just didn't feel like myself. Like I would forget to take my pill for like a week on vacation. And I'm like, wow, I feel so much different. Like mentally, my appetite isn't as high. Like I actually feel normal and I didn't know what normal felt like until I forgot to take it. So I decided to come off of it cold turkey and anyone who has done that, you know, the repercussions hormonally are terrible. So once again, I'm kind of in this healing journey. I did like the mental healing of like finding the 80-20 and finding a way of lifting that I personally love. And then I through my hormones for quite a loop. And this is when my gut issues started to arise. So I feel like I, looking back at photos, Zach and I both posted our fitness transformations, which we'll share on the Life Rewired Instagram today too. But I look back at photos from this time in my life and I had finally figured out the fitness side of things. And then my hormones and gut were like, you thought wrong. So now I had to figure out how to balance my hormones. So a lot of mistakes I was making in the season of life that were going against my hormonal and gut healing journey was, I was doing a lot of fasted cardio, I was intermittent fasting, I was doing the most still with training, but I had properly reverse dieted. So like my metabolism was healing, but I was still doing a lot. If you're someone who's healing your hormones, the first thing a doctor will tell you is never to train fasted, never drink caffeine on an empty stomach, and don't intermittent fast, and I was doing all of those things at once. So just once again, doing the most. This is like a big theme in my life. I was an all or nothing person like for a long time. So I started to really work on healing my hormones. I bought the Beyond the Pill book from Dr. Jolene Brighton and really dove into like a hormonal healing journey. So that was a journey in itself, but I was also eating like dairy and gluten and all these foods that I didn't realize I was intolerant to. And a lot of women who go through this kind of season of your life, it's like in your mid twenties, food intolerances start to arise. And when you come off of a pill, it also triggers gut issues. So I was working out my gut, my gut health issues. And I realized like at this time after like the highs and lows of like my weight from competing that I wanted to be lean, but I couldn't get lean long-term if I didn't figure out these underlying issues. So I made myself sit at maintenance for quite a long time. And I really like tailored my training for like a more of a healing journey, um, which for anyone who's on their own healing journey, lowering the intensity is super important. So I worked on figuring out my food intolerances. I took the Everlywell test, the Pinner test, and then I got my hormones tested as well. So that took honestly a couple of years and mentally it was a hard time because I wanted to be lean. I really wanted to like look like a fit health, health and fitness coach, but under the surface, like I had to figure out those things. So during this time I brought my training intensity down and I kind of adapted to that and got comfortable with training at a lower intensity that I used to like heal my hormones. And I honestly forgot what it was like to train hard until this man came in my life <laughs> and showed me his way of training. So I was doing just like normal resistance training and then I would just like walk get my steps in and that is very effective for a lot of people who are just starting out for beginners and for someone who is on a healing journey but then I kind of came to the spot where like okay I'd healed my gut I'd healed my hormones and I have reverse dieted so now I feel comfortable enough to like go through a season where I want to like lean out and feel fit and feel healthy in like all areas but I forgot what it was like to train like an athlete because I had so much time between like when I was a high school athlete to where I was like a quote bodybuilder. And during that bodybuilding time, I had overdid it in a lot of areas. And then I just went to the other side of things and trained at a low intensity. So after all of these years, as now I'm a coach, I'm like, I'm gonna practice what I preach and I'm gonna train like an athlete. Like I miss that feeling of training like an athlete. And so 
Zach took over my programming and showed me how it is done. And just being around him lifting, like I would always lift by myself before, like when he worked a corporate job and I was just moving to Columbus, we worked out at like different times or different gyms. But then when we got into a season where like I trained at the same time as him, like when you're around someone training at a high intensity and they push you mentally and physically, it just showed me like what I was truly capable of. And even like yesterday we were working out and I got so mad at him because I wanted to like scale back the intensity of what we were doing. And because it's that time of the month for me, I'm like, it's a weekend. Like I'm just, my body's really tired. And he's like, no, keep going. Like, just keep doing it. You got this. And I was so mad. I didn't even talk to him like the rest of the workout. And then afterwards I thanked him for it. So during this time I realized how important it is to like have someone keep you accountable and just inspire you. And like, that's what now we are for other people. So now that I figured out how to train hard, my metabolism is healthy, my hormones are happy, my gut health, still a work in progress, you know, it's always changing, but I finally found like that balance and it is like the most freeing thing ever after like talking back, it makes me emotional, like all these times in my life where like I thought I figured it out, but it only lasts for so long and it caused more harm than good to like do these extremes. But now figuring out how to balance like after competing, to be able to have fun on the weekends and have tacos and margs. That's like what I feel like I'm known for, like the spicy marg girl. But I wasn't able to allow myself to do that in the previous seasons of my fitness journey. But finding that moderation and finding that balance is like honestly changed my life. I feel like I'm free from all of this restriction that I used to just be held captive to. So after all of that, obviously you guys know we're both coaches. So like that's why I'm so passionate with my clients. Like if you've follow my stories. I always talk about reverse dieting, having a healthy metabolism, body recomp, balancing your hormones, balancing your gut health. And that's why now I help women do the same because I know how frustrating it is to like want to cover your body and like want to be lean, but your body's fighting back because you've done all this fad diets and restriction and you have to let your body heal. And so it was a huge healing journey for me. Uh, There's a lot of highs and lows, but now being able to balance my fitness with my social life is like just priceless to me. So it's kind of how we got where we are today. Yeah, and as you guys heard from Christina, you know, it's definitely not black and white. I think, you know, over the course of her explaining her overview and all that she's learned, I think that's like one of the biggest takeaways just, you know, from her experience. And I know you'll guys, you guys will take that away from mine, but, you know, this thing isn't black and white. And a lot of times we, we see fitness as black and white. It's, it's black and white on social media. It's black and white, you know, on the internet. Um, and so we just want to really bring that point home and have that be a central theme of this podcast is that it's never going to be black and white. Like Christina said in the very beginning, that it's going to take a lot of trial and error to figure out exactly what's going to work best for you in your life. And it's our job as coaches to really help you pinpoint that Mm -hmm. and close the gap between where you are to where you really want to be in life. And so, you know, bringing now my journey into the, uh, in the scope, into the scope of the podcast You know, I first began working out back in eighth grade before I entered high school. I actually got an old, real old, like rusted barbell and plate loaded dumbbell set from my grandpa. And that was like the first time with like a $50 bench from Walmart. And I literally like that was the first time I ever started working out. And then, you know, me and my family had gotten a rec membership. And that's when I started to really play around with, you know, lifting weights doing different types of training um, in more of a weight room style format as I transitioned into high school. And so, you know, as I got into high school, that was like the first time where I actually had structured training, structured programming for me as an athlete. And we actually had an awesome strength coach in high school. So shout out 
to uh, Arlen Harris. He actually was a NFL athlete himself, played for the Rams, played for the Cowboys, a couple different teams in the NFL, and he was our high school strength and conditioning coach um, throughout my whole time in high school. And then obviously, you know, I went on to play collegiate football um, at Ohio State. But between that high school and college playing career, I learned so much about training, about fitness. Um, You know, I even have friends right now who ask me, you know, how do you know some of these things that you know? And I feel like, you know, as an athlete, you kind of have two options. You either go through the motions and show up kind of like mindlessly or you literally soak up everything. And so it's kind of ironic looking back. I definitely was always kind of obsessed with training. And I think that that became very true to me as I slowly got into becoming a coach. But, you know, looking back, I was the one that was always paying attention, always asking questions. Like I can literally go back mentally to what I was doing in high school and like tell you guys exactly what we were doing from a training standpoint. Um, and so I was definitely always the type that soaked everything up, especially in college. I know like during my collegiate experience in the weight room, it was like the highlight of, you know, a lot of my playing career. As much as I obviously have so many memories, you know, on the field, a lot of the transformative aspects of my life that I experienced happened in the collegiate weight room. You know, they definitely broke us down mentally and, you know, really showed us what we were capable of and unearthed what we were capable of. And I think that that was really where I found a true passion for the ability to train hard and to train at an intense level. Um, And so that's a lot of, you know, why Christina was just saying, you know, me teaching her how to train at a high level, train at an intense level. A lot of that stems from that collegiate playing career. It just looks a little bit different nowadays. So, um, you know, as I transitioned into, you know, my post collegiate playing career, you know, I was done playing football. I was kind of on my own. You know, I really had to find a way to make fitness a consistent part of my life. I had to, you know, find out what, what will it look like for me now, you know, now that I'm done playing an athlete or done playing, you know, as an athlete. And so obviously I had all these things I had learned from, you know, the strength and conditioning world, but I was like trying to figure out how can I filter that and apply it to what I'm doing now? Because obviously, you know, I'm not a collegiate athlete anymore. You know, I'm an everyday individual that wants to, you know, feel good, look good and move well. And so I had to kind of figure out how will I tailor that, you know, my training lifestyle to those principles. And that's when I almost became obsessed with trying to figure out what is it going to look like for me? How am I going to create a consistent routine um, for my fitness beyond playing? Because I know I had kind of fallen out of touch with my fitness. You know, I started working a very demanding job where I, you know, I tell myself, Hey, I'm going to go work out after I'm done working. And I would find that the week would go by and I'd maybe get one to two workouts in, you know, for the week. So I knew I had to make a change. I knew I had to start waking up early, going to the gym before work. And again, this is where I kind of became obsessed. I started reading articles, you know, anytime I would think about a workout concept or think about a training concept, I'd, I'd find a scientifically backed article to really find my answers. I also followed like a small, very small handful of people on, you know, Instagram and on social media, most of which who had been in the industry for, you know, 10 plus years. And I know that that helped me tremendously because there's such an influx of information at our disposal, at our disposal on Line and it's very easy to get caught up in like a ton of different information. Um, but I at least had a base knowledge to basically filter out people I did want to pay attention to um, versus the ones that I didn't. And that made 
a huge difference in my life because I was soaking up all of this material and information from people you know, who are in the industry for 10 plus years. I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. I read books around health and fitness. And so as I kind of made this transition, I started to really find out, you know, what, what this would look like sustainably for me as a former athlete. And one thing I want to make, you know, very clear is that I definitely didn't always do things the right way. I think, you know, while I always really understood very important principles of the training, one side of health and fitness that I seriously lacked was how to really execute a really consistent and sustainable um, nutrition lifestyle. There's just a whole lifestyle around good, positive nutrition. You know, as an athlete, you know, a lot of what we did was obviously eating for performance. You know, there really wasn't, especially during the era of me being a college athlete, there was not a huge focus. I'm just being 100% honest on quality nutrients, um, quality nutrition, facts, knowledge, really anything. It was just, here's your meals, eat up, make body weight, period. And I know since there seems to be definitely more of a focus on nutrition and quality nutrition, quality nutrients, minimally processed foods, um, and just education around nutrition in general. Um, but I know that when I was at a collegiate athlete, it was always just eat for performance, eat to make body weight, whatever that looks like. And, and trust me, we definitely were not eating some of the best food. And, you know, for a lot of you listening who, if you've known me, you know, for a long period of time, you'll always know that I, I was always the bigger kid. Like I was never one of those people that grew up just like naturally shredded and naturally lean. Um, so this was like extra motivating for me to really figure out what to do. So I became obsessed with trying things like keto, the one meal a day diet, paleo, carnivore diet, intermittent fasting, pretty much think of any fad that has gotten any sort of reputable recognition what, whatsoever. I have probably tried it. <laughs> um, and I know Christina can, can probably say the same thing um, because I was, I, I really was trying to figure out, okay, like I see these other, you know, lean individuals, these other guys in the fitness industry with awesome physiques and they can perform at a high level. Um, like why, why can't I have both and how can I get both? And so I really took it upon myself to really trial and error a lot of different things to see, you know, what would eventually work for me. And so, you know, ironically, the picture that I'm going to be sharing, and I know we're going to be sharing on the Life Rewired Instagram, the before picture is probably the period of time that I was most experimental with my nutrition and, and my training in general. Um, but all of this really led, you know, to me eventually getting my certifications in fitness and as a coach. And that's when I really started coaching clients. And when you start coaching, you know, real people and, you know, you really start to learn that fitness isn't black and white as most people think. And, you know, I did start to find success with nutrition. I did start to find success with my training, but it took a very, very long time. And I don't ever regret all that, all those many years of trial and error, <clears throat> excuse me, and things like that, because it all made me a better coach and just a better fitness individual in the industry with learning and trying different things and seeing what's sustainable, seeing what's not sustainable, um, and being able to apply that where it makes sense. And this is really why, you know, you guys have to be careful in this day and age with social media, the whole social media craze, because, you know, you'll have individuals promoting themselves as online coaches or online fitness people, but with no certifications or any real world experience coaching actual humans. 
And, you know, if you have neither of those things, it's going to be very, very difficult to effectively coach people in any capacity, really. Um, because as I said, you know, that's really when I started learning the most. And I know Christina, that's when she started learning the most was when we started applying these things that we learned over the years to people we coached. I mean, my first ever client, you know, shout out Lonnie Brown, you know, I helped him lose, you know, 30 to 40 pounds in his first year um, and, and helped him create a sustainable, you know, sustainable habits around nutrition and training in general, um, which all stemmed from the many different things that I learned during the course of being an athlete, to me trial and erring things myself, um, seeing what worked for you know me, what didn't work, um, and then what I thought, you know, using that knowledge and applying it to another individual with completely different circumstances. I learned so much, you know, and since then I've coached a lot of other people, but um, you know, this is really why it's important, guys, to trial and error things and always, always, always do your research. Nothing is ever black and white. I learned so much from just literally looking up, you know, very credible articles, credible information on the internet um, to really figure out and even books, book, book resources and things like that to figure out, you know, what is the truth? You know, because I think a lot of times that's what we're all trying to search for is like, how, how do we really do this thing? You know, we have a lot of people telling us, you know, train hard, eat better, but like, where is it, where are the specifics? Where, where can we actually start to apply these principles? And so, you know, it took me a very long time to figure out how to create that sustainable lifestyle centered around health and fitness after I was done playing college football. And so I personally, you know, take passion in helping former athletes transform into everyday athletes. And I use this term everyday athlete because it truly embraces the ideology that you are intentional with the way that you live and train and focus on your health every single day. It's not just something that you know you do some of the time. It's truly a lifestyle that you commit to every single day. And how you do anything is truly how you do everything. And that's probably one of the most one of the biggest reasons I am so passionate about fitness, health and wellness is because the principles and the disciplines that you guys learn focusing on these things will directly apply to every single thing that you do in life. You know, anything in fitness with your nutrition or with your training, it takes time. And I think that that's something that you guys can take away from both Christina and I's lesson is, I mean, each one of these journeys that we broke down is a timeline of like 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. So it took us a very, very long time to really accept that it takes a long time and accept that it's not an overnight success. It's not a three-week challenge. It's not a two-week challenge. It is a year after year, day after day commitment to certain disciplines that will give you a long-term ROI. And that's why it is so important. If you guys can really get very intentional about what you're doing in your fitness and in your health, it is going to bleed into every other aspect of your guys' lives and you will find a whole different level of discipline in your work, in your social life, in your you know family, in what you are willing to work for, what you're willing to sacrifice for. And I promise you guys will all be better for it. Just never give up, stay, stay patient, stay diligent, and you know keep at it. That's right. And one thing I that came to mind when you were talking about that was just that our lessons and hard times personally, like while it's crazy to look back at like these dark times we may have had um, physically and mentally, it makes us who we are as humans and as coaches. Like I wouldn't be able to coach women through like coming back from that restriction of competing. I coach a lot of former competitors whose metabolisms are just very slow or women coming off birth control or women who have gut health issues. And while I'm no like 
expert, I do refer them to doctors, but I have some clients who have to do certain nutritional methods because of their own personal health reasons. And if I hadn't gone through this myself, I couldn't coach them on doing it mentally and physically and coming out the other side. And same for Zach, like if he hadn't experienced like the mentally and physically tough times after college athletics, he wouldn't be able to coach men through that, which he does every single day. And that's why it's so fulfilling for us. And it's not just like a fad of like coaching. And that's why I think it's so important, like Zach said, to just like make sure you hire someone based off of their credentials and their testimonials and experience because we've been on this journey for like 10 years but a lot of people maybe have great genetics and they had a transformation of their own and then they try and coach people on exactly how they did that but other people's genetics aren't the same other people's lifestyles aren't the same and they only have one method of coaching that works for them not for others because they're not even certified so just be very careful on who you follow on instagram and social media and who you take just recommendations from now that TikTok has blown up. I just see so many recommendations and I even hear my clients say like, oh, I heard someone on TikTok say this. I'm like, who's that person? Just a <laughs> random person who's a quote fitness influencer, knows nothing, has no background, experience, anything. So just be very mindful what you consume because obviously there's so much information. Yeah, there's so much information. And the whole reason we do what we do with this podcast and with our coaching businesses too, is just to prevent you guys from making the same mistakes. And this is a lifelong journey like Zach said like there's no rush to the finish line and that's like my biggest lesson now that I'm thinking about my journey because I was always rushing to the finish line like after I competed and then I always brought that same mindset to like oh I have a vacation coming up I'm gonna do a crash diet to be ready for this vacation so I was always rushing to like the next finish line but never worrying about what would happen afterwards like the repercussions the rebound from that and that's what I want you guys to take away from today that like there is no rush to the finish line you have to think about like a lifelong like you want to be a parent someday if you want to be mentally and physically fit to like do a career you're obsessed with like you have to be like disciplined and you have to know that like the short-term gratification is not worth the long-term side effects that come from that. So we really wanted to share our personal journeys today to showcase the lessons that we've personally learned to prevent you guys from making those same mistakes. And we hope that you guys take bits and pieces of today's episode and weave those lessons into your own fitness journey. Like we said, don't judge yourself if you have some relatability to our stories here today. But the main lessons you can take away are never rushing to the finish line. Know that things take time to figure out what works for you personally. Stay away from the extremes that will ultimately hold you back from getting from point A to point B in the long run because it is not sustainable. Don't be afraid to try different training and nutrition methods to figure out what works best for you and lean into where you are finding success. And the last but not least, never view failure as a setback, but always learn from it and grow from it and view it as a lesson. Yeah, guys. So, you know, we hope you guys can take those principles moving forward. Um, and like Christina said, it's a lifelong game, guys. Hang in there. You know, don't get discouraged. There's going to be ups and downs. That's the nature of the beast. So stay with it. Always keep showing up for yourself. You know, and we hope you guys made the most from this. So, you know, we hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please share on your story with your favorite takeaway and leave us a five-star review. We'll be seeing you guys next week. Peace.